If you like baseball, then this is your show. Noah and Brian and Adam will host. Trashing on the umps and making hot takes. We love Joe Panic because he rakes. Yeah! It's non-stop baseball podcast. It's non-stop baseball What is up, everybody, and welcome back to episode 122 of the Nonstop Baseball Podcast. We are indeed mostly back. It is a good old classic Noah and Adam episode, Brian. Duo. Brian doesn't like baseball anymore, so he has quit. Uh, Well, you know. Not true. He thought Uh, Arizona was going to win. Yeah, he thought Arizona was going to win. (laughs) Yeah, true. no, but yeah, just not able to make it, but he'll be back for uh, our next off-season episode. Um, but this is not, well, I guess it is an off-season episode, but it is a World Series episode uh, officially capping our third, wow. our third season, right, as a podcast? Yep. Wow, that is insane. Uh, but yeah, I am Noah, joined, um, as always, by Adam. Adam, how's it going? Stalwart holding it down, just like the Texas Rangers train. Always yeah, going to be here, not stop. Uh, yeah, as I was about to say, for you, it could only be like slightly better. You know, of course, if the Jays yeah. were to win the World Series, but yeah, uh, yeah, things are going pretty good for you, I imagine. Oh yeah, I mean, come on, I gave you guys opportunities every week. <laughs> <laughs> get on this train nope you wouldn't do it you wouldn't do it everyone had to stay true to their character i guess uh but uh (laughs) but yeah before we jump into things i'm doing pretty good as well i i'm a teacher for those of you who don't know and my parent teacher conferences just started up on friday and all of them are very good awesome set of parents uh but that is just very tiring. And then my fiance's, her brothers own a gym, which had their big 10-year anniversary. Shout out to Reborn Fit on Saturday, uh, ye- or yesterday as of when we we're recording this. Uh, and then my brother and sister-in-law had their joint 30th birthday party. Happy birthday, Ethan and Rachel, slash gender reveal of their baby, slash big surprise it's twin girls i so i've been busy uh with a lot of stuff it's the ultimate get it all done at once party yeah get it all one at yeah (laughs) yeah for sure (laughs) i've been getting everything done this weekend celebrating all kinds of things and then i was like you know what i'm gonna book my trip to freaking budapest to hang out with my friend in spring so spring training rolls around well when opening day rolls around i'll be I'll be celebrating opening day in Budapest. So I'm very tired, but, you know, a lot of good energy flowing around. So it's a beautiful thing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and speaking of beautiful things, I mean, this World Series, uh, I think, you know, the the average person, especially in a few years, is going to be like, this World Series was a dud. It, it was over in five oh, games. No, but the true sickos, such as us, uh, will will know the truth about this World Series. And could it have been better? Yes, for sure. Sure. But 
this was a, a, a very exciting and a lot, a lot of tension throughout, you know, every game of the series, even the ones that the final score looked a little, a little, uh, lopsided, more slanted yeah. than a, yeah, lopsided than it actually was. There was, I mean, a lot of those were a lot of later, uh, runs being scored, but yeah, um, I mean, yeah, I think the only way <clears throat> that this would have been better if if we had sort of a repeat of game one in game five and then had game five be the game six where like that finishes in Texas, mm, that would yeah. have been perfect. Yeah, a I think really so. like a really close D backs win in game five and then it goes back to Texas and then yeah, that would have been maybe perfect. But yeah, this was a heck of a series. I, I don't know. I mean, some people are. I, I, you get a lot of people who are just like, oh, neither of these teams were really even supposed to be here. And uh, shut up. I mean, well, of course, after the DeGrom stuff. Sure. The Rangers really weren't. But I mean, I mean, no one was picking them for a World Series team, but that was a team looking to make some noise. And Oh, absolutely. Uh, and I, so, I, I think yeah. most people would have probably pinned them as a wild card dropout team. Yeah. Right. They sure. they don't they don't really contest for the division. They make it in into ex- expanded playoffs, but they they don't do enough kind of thing. I mean, but yeah, shout out the Royals of the past, the Giants of the past, the Tigers of the past. I mean, it's it's what you do once you're in, particularly in baseball. Um, oh yeah. And and yeah, I kind of called it, but just uh obviously the incorrect way where I said uh, when I was going for Diamondbacks in five, I said uh, don't don't misunderstand this in saying that it's not going to be a competitive series. I think that there could be very competitive series that only end up five games, which I think is exactly what we had here. Yeah, I would say so. Um, yeah. I mean, biggest sort of difference just came down to some of the, the more clutch moments and what happened in them. But yeah, I mean, this was a, was a heck of a series and boy, I mean, it, it, game one just oh, what a was game. nuts. <laughs> I, a legit all-time great. Oh, uh, inst- one of those. Sure. It's one of those games where, like, um, so like, I, I I'm on the college football server, like, cause college football fun to watch. And uh, one of the things that they'll do is, um, one of the I forget what the exact series is called. It's like a ESPN Instant Classic or or ESPN Classics or something like that. Um, one of the things that people will post in like post game threads of really really good games is just like the 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 ending line from those episodes you just got done watching an espn classic like yeah. that's what game one was you just finished watching an instant classic that game was insane yeah i was uh uh in palm springs for this i went to a teaching conference so i just got down to palm springs started watching it in the buffalo wild wings and then was walking around this mall listening to it, but then the second half and the ending of the game, I was able to watch in my hotel room, and I'm so glad I was because that was electric. But I guess we could we could get into recapping it. This uh, yeah, this game did have everything. It started off looking like a Nathan Eovaldi deal fest. He was out there, the splitter was working, and uh, I mean eight strikeouts in this game, but it didn't quite end as a as a Nathan Eovaldi deal fest. Uh, ended up giving up five earn runs in this game uh the diamondbacks oh sorry my box score just got messed up there but yeah i ended up scoring in the third fourth and fifth all off of him um i mean because it's just the classic d-backs or the answer backs right uh the rangers 
scored in the first, right? They scored in the first in that game. Uh, But then the Diamondbacks scored, like I said, third, fourth, and fifth, uh, with the Rangers also scoring in the third. And it was back and forth, back and forth. Gallen kind of continued his postseason trend uh, up to that point where it was like, it wasn't pretty, but he battled through and gave his team a chance with those five innings pitched, uh, three earned runs. Yeah, and for like, I mean, yeah. for the start of the game, it looked like, ooh, oh no, have the Rangers, you know, are they going to expose Gallon and, and not let him kind of come back? And then, yeah, he he battled through and, and finished off his start pretty well. So he was he was dealing good. I mean, him and Evaldi, a, a solid matchup in, in that in, in game one. But um, yeah, and then I mean, after after that fifth inning, you know, you're you've got the D-backs ahead. And, you know, then it kind of goes quiet. Bullpen's both doing their job. And th- this was sort of where I know, at least for me, like this is where, I mean, for everybody, I guess, because we all kind of said this, this is where we thought the Rangers would fall apart, right? Like Rangers bullpen versus D-backs bullpen. It's nine times out of 10, it's going to end poorly for Texas because their bullpen has struggled all year. And they were lights out in this first game. Um, Dane Dunning gives them a, a, a good inning. Uh, Bradford gives them a good inning. They go and pull pull out John Gray in game one out of the pen for an uh, for one and two thirds. Um, four strikeouts. Four, oof. I mean, just perfect. And then, you know, you get Will Smith to finish that off, and then, you know, you get LeClerc. But what a what a performance from their bullpen. Um, yeah, I mean, crazy good. I mean, everyone obviously, and no one gave up a run, but particularly LeClerc with those two innings Ooh. and John Gray with an inning and two thirds, just clutch playoff stuff there. And before we get into the the uh, the Hollywood of this uh, game, I also wanted to give a shout out to um, Evan Carter. I earlier in the game had some big hits for them getting on base uh, and also had, um, yeah, scored a run. Uh, got an RBI, two hits in this one. I mean, he just looks so calm up there. And, like, obviously he's hot and the playoffs doing well, but just the way he looks at the plate and in the field, like, I do feel like he is going to be, like, a legit player. I mean, he's just he's just smooth and was one of their top prospects as well. Yeah. Um, so this might be a legit, very, like, a springboard for Carter going Carter. forward into, into next year. So, yeah, I got it. Got to watch out for him. Yeah, I mean, Carter finished this this postseason as their third best hitter. Yeah, that's crazy yeah, yeah. <laughs> for a dude. You know, for a dude, this is your you know your first season really in in the show. That's crazy. Yeah, but uh, I mean, speaking of the Rangers bullpen, the Diamondbacks bullpen uh, up until a point did its job as well with Thompson, Mantiply, Ginkle combining to to get them uh, from the uh, sixth to the ninth. All zero own runs doing their thing, dude. Um, man. Holy, a big gink. I mean, a little shaky for him there with the hit and a walk, but he, I mean, you always have faith of him to get himself out of it. Um, and then it was, you know, they're up by two going yeah. into the bottom of the ninth with Paul Seawald and the invisible up, up on the mound, and the Diamondbacks were just in control for so much of this game. Obviously it started all Rangers with Evaldi looking nasty and them getting out up in front early. But once that third inning hit, 
it just felt like this game was all Diamondbacks. Obviously, it was close, but they felt like they had it every step of the way. Yeah, I mean, you got a two-run game with Seawald on the mound. Yeah, I mean, Marte, a couple RBIs. Um, Fam, an, an RBI, just absolute clutch. And then I'm going to say it, the best shortstop in baseball came up to the plate in the bottom of the ninth. And we have to talk about, we have to talk about Leody Tavares being walked. Which, yeah, which is, yeah. I mean, in that spot, if you're Seawald, boy, that's, that you can't do that. That's your, that's the number nine guy and you walk him on five pitches. Yeah. And it would have uh, been and it would have been four pitches. I don't know if you've seen the um have you seen the uh, uh, do you remember the first pitch of that at bat? I do, I do not. Here, I'll, let me just slap a, the image in here. It was not close. It, it was <laughs> is a really good call for Seawald. It, yeah, he basically sure. walked him on four. Um but uh yeah, walks to Varus, strikes out Marcus Simeon on three pitches. Great. Um, up to this point, Simeon had had still been struggling pretty bad. Um, he was, you know, he was having a rough, rough postseason. But yeah, best shortstop in baseball comes up, and there, you know, maybe one of the best broadcast moments of the whole series, which was they're talking about the pitches that Seager likes to hit. He likes those high fastballs. They're talking about the pitches that Seawald likes to throw, which is that, you know, invisible high fastball that he, you know, the way that he throws it just kind of gets it by people, even though it's not the fastest heater in, in, in the sport. And, uh, as they're saying, he could tie it with one swing. Exactly what he does. Absolutely crushed one. Yeah. And knew it immediately. Uh, Great shot of Seeger just holding the bat with his two hand follow through, just screaming at the ball. Uh, yeah, a beautiful scenes in Texas. Uh, I mean, talk about chills uh, and Ooh. just awesome baseball moments. Anything you could ever ask for. Uh, I mean, yeah. up even at that point before you know the bottom of the eleventh happened, it was like. I feel like no matter what happened after that, it was like this World Rage Series has given us, it's gonna <laughs> has be given us what we needed, you know? Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, then we go into... Well, I mean, we got to talk about the most important thing, though, that happened, the other most important thing that happened in the ninth. Seawald activated the trap card. <laughs> he hit Adelise Garcia with a pitch. Oh, yes, yes. Did not learn from Houston... If you hit Adolis Garcia, he's going to hit back. Yeah, yeah, bad things happen. Bad things happen. And so bottom of the ninth, Adolis Garcia gets hit. It works out. Seawald uh, intentionally walks Mitch Garver, but strikes out Austin Hedges. We go to extras. And this is where LeClerc pitches two absolute gem innings. Um, LeClerc's 10th and 11th were money. They yeah, couldn't do anything. Great. He looked great. Didn't couldn't do anything. Tenth inning goes by. We get to the bottom of the eleventh. So you know, tenth inning, the 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 Rangers sent a decent amount amount of guys out. You know, Seager ends up grounding out to end the tenth. We go to the eleventh. Carter flies out. They go, okay, let's get a new pitcher into face Adolis Garcia. Bottom of the eleventh. 
house call. <laughs> Send it home. Knox won the opposite way. Knew it when he hit it. it. I mean, it didn't get out by that much, but even it was enough. It was plenty. And I mean, what a way to break the postseason record for RBI. No one's hit more RBI in a, in a single postseason than Adolis Garcia on a walk-off 11th inning home run. So there was one out in the inning when he hit the home run? Correct. Evan Carter flew out. Okay. So do you have any problem with the Diamondbacks pitching to Garcia there? So it's, it's interesting. You kind of, there's, there's two sort of thoughts on it, right? They had Kyle Nelson on the mound. Kyle Nelson was on the mound for the 10th inning and he had started the 11th. He got, he got through Evan Carter. So in my mind, if you're the D-backs and you're thinking to yourself, Kyle Nelson's our guy, then you walk him because then you want Kyle Nelson to finish that inning. Yes. Or you have in your mind, I've got a guy in the pen who's ready to face Adolis Garcia. And that's what they went with. They went with Miguel Castro. You go to the pen, you bring in a new guy. If you're going to bring in a new pitcher, it's because you think he's going to get the out. And so, I, I mean, you know, I think that there's, those are the two main strategies, in, at least in my head, for it. They, they chose the latter. And uh, I don't think it would have uh, mattered either way. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, it ended up going out of Lisa's way. And he, yeah, he cried. I mean, and to be fair, the, they were not pitching to him like he was going to be able to hit. They, they were throwing things in the dirt. They were trying to get him to fish for stuff. He just got one. Got yeah, one that just happened to stay in the zone just enough. Yeah. Went the other way with it, too. Uh, just big, strong man hitting it a long way. And what a finish. I mean, yeah, he's been the heart and soul of this uh, Rangers lineup throughout the postseason uh, in, in beautiful moments and bad moments. He's always been there with the energy. And... Uh, yeah, like you said, what a way to break the single season RBI record. I mean, the postseason, postseason yeah. uh, RBI record. Amazing stuff. Yeah. Any yeah. other comments for game one? No, I mean just it's just about the perfect postseason baseball game. Yeah. Yeah. Does not get much better than that. Uh, and then game two, uh, when you look back at just the the box score, looks like a laugh or nine to one Diamondbacks. The Answerbacks. Answer back, uh, and Merrill Kelly with uh, perhaps the pitching performance of the entire postseason. Go, going seven innings, three hits, one earned run, no walks, nine strikeouts. Um, yeah, I mean, just a guy that you heard about him really kind of manifesting his spot in the playoffs last year, going to Philly and telling, I think, I don't know if it was his brother or his brother-in-law. He's like, I want to be here next year. And then he dealed in Philly. Yep. And then he was dealing in Texas. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, who was on the mound for the Rangers? Uh, it was Montgomery. Montgomery. Who, got, who got through six. It uh, was a laborious four. start for Montgomery. Yes, yes, no doubt. Ten uh, total base runners, well, nine ten, hits, one walk. Yeah, ten total base runners and not a strikeout through six innings. Um, it was a full-on contact start for, for Montgomery, um, which was rough because he's been otherwise just absolutely lights out in the postseason. 
So, you know, you you get a you get an ace performance from Merrill Kelly, and you get kind of a a really a rough labors one from Montgomery, and and that was pretty much the story of the, of the game. Um, because I mean, up up through the sixth inning, it was only two to one. It it really was still pretty close. Um, yes. It was not until that you know the tail end of of Montgomery's start where he gave up a couple more, um, and then you get into the bullpen, and uh, you know Heaney and Dunning did their jobs, but um, Stratton left some base runners on, and they they brought in Martin Perez, and uh, he gave up a, a handful as well. So yeah, it it is weird you know to think that yeah nine to one D backs win was actually a pretty close game, but it kind of was. Yeah, it was. I mean, until that. Marte, uh, two RBI single in the eighth. It's you, I mean, you felt like, okay, maybe the, the Rangers have a comeback in them here. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, and Corbin Carroll, two more hits, two more RBI. And then shout out Alec Thomas, uh, Lavello trusted him against a lefty and he got two hits, uh, for him out there. Um, yeah, I mean, this was a fun game to watch too. Uh, Obviously, it got out of hand at the end, but exactly what you said. It was tight uh, up until that seventh. I mean, even after that seventh, it was... Yeah, it's it, only four it, to one. Uh, yeah, that's, four that's to still one. A save, that's a save opportunity still. Especially against the Rangers. So, yeah, then yeah. when that eighth inning hit, and then obviously, of course, the ninth inning as well. Yeah. Um, he got out of hand, but another, especially with Merrick Kelly dealing, an, a fun game to watch. Um, Absolutely. But... I think my biggest takeaway after this was it was kind of I, I was rather conflicted because it was like, wow, if you take those 18 innings that we just played throughout game one and game two, the Diamondbacks were in control for far more than half of those. Oh, innings. yeah. Uh, but it's tied. So it's like in one way that felt good for the Diamondbacks. They've looked like the better team. But in the other hand, it was like you've looked like the better team and you're just tied right now. So it was well, you, I don't know. That's how I was feeling going into game three, at least. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of where I was at, too, was like, you know, oh, boy, Rangers scrape by on the first one. You think that they're going to have that kind of you know momentum as much as we sometimes believe it's not even real. But you, know, you come in, you get you get kind of messed up right at the end of game two. And now you go to Arizona and, you know, so it's it's interesting because. You know, the Rangers have spent this whole postseason being stellar on the road. They have been the road warrior team. I mean, <laughs> all of the one games in the in the championship series were on the road. So, you know, it's you're going into Arizona really hoping that you uh, that you get a good start out of Scherzer and and, you know, and just keep going. And uh, well, game three. Yeah, it. uh they got kind of a good start out of Scherzer. Yeah, I was not able to watch much of this, but I was listening while working out. And yep. I mean, for me, three innings is pretty much what I expected out of Scherzer. Yeah, well, it's but, the way that it happened, right? Yeah. So sure. Scherzer goes only three innings. Um, part of the reason he took a you know took one back off you know off the mound that was you know ground out from uh, Alec Thomas. That um, you know, he he finished the th he ended. That was the uh, that was the out to end the third inning, uh, or the uh, end the second inning, and then he he fights through the third inning, and uh, you know, he he had a wild pitch in the third. He looked a little bit 
off in the third. And then he came up and did his did a warm-up pitch in the fourth and said, no. <laughs> and so uh, when Scherzer takes himself out, you know it's probably pretty bad as far as just like he must be feeling pretty uncomfortable. But yeah, you give he gives three innings. And so the Rangers go back to John Gray, uh, another starter. Again, they, they used him in game one out of the pen. They say, hey, give us... Give us a few innings, and John Gray pitches three excellent, excellent innings um, in what was a pretty close game. Um, Rangers only scored in the third inning. They get three runs, um, you know, off off some uh, off some good pieces of hitting and a and a big Corey Seager home run, and uh, and that was all of the that was all the traffic that the Rangers had. Really, they they were out hit this game six to five. But you put all those hits in one inning and. That's how you score. So yeah, and uh, Simeon uh, had one hit in the first three games of the series, and had a big RBI uh, in this one as well. So that was good to see him start to get going, which we'll of course uh, talk yeah. more about shortly. Um, but yeah, I mean Seager just amazing. Uh, Evan Carter uh, didn't score any runs or get any RBI, but two more hits in this one. Uh, your prototypical cleanup hitter for the Rangers uh, in this one, Travis Jankowski. Oh yeah. Uh, well. Oh wait, no, he was a pinch. Yeah, he, it was, he was a, a well. Yeah, he sorry. was a pinch hitter because well. Yes. This was the game where we saw Adolis Garcia go down. Yeah, the oblique. Um, Adolis Garcia flies out and uh, kind of you know after running to first pulls up and kind of ooh doesn't look right no, no and um yeah he came out Travis Jankowski comes in and um that's a scary one so you know if you're the Rangers you know you you know they they wrap up the rest of this game uh Sabors comes in does a does a really good job Chapman comes in boy Chapman is a made it look like it was <laughs> like they could have lost it um yeah. And then uh, Leclerc comes in and, and and seals it up. But you know, if you're the Rangers coming out of this game, you go, "Oh man, we won!" But Scherzer done for the series. And um, at the time, they were hopeful that, that Garcia would come back, but came out pretty pretty quickly that he also got moved off, and so he was done for the series after this game. So you're up two one, but you just lost who up to this point in the postseason has been the heart of the team, and. That's a little scary. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Well, and also quickly, I just want to shout out Brandon Fott. I mean, not the prettiest uh, line ever, but another postseason start getting into the sixth inning, yep. uh, giving up only three earned runs. Uh, obviously, you know, not a not putting a gold star on it, but just continued to put his name out there in this postseason. Um, but for whatever reason, when Garcia went down and he was out, all that stuff. I was just like, the Rangers, for some reason, my brain was like, the Rangers are for sure going to win now. Like, they're mm, just going to, like, mm, get mm -hmm. so galvanized and just locked in so so they could win it for, boy, their, for it, their boy, you know? <laughs> it kind of seemed like that, though. Yeah. I, you may have been, you were, you were right at, at that level, probably. And, uh, no, yeah. yeah. One, I mean, he needed to... He needed to fall in order for Simeon to rise, apparently. Yeah, that seems like that was that was what needed to happen. And 
Scherzer needed to fall for Andrew Heaney to rise because <laughs> Heaney came in and dealt in game four. Yeah. Uh, Heaney came in, gave, gave a good five innings. And uh, yeah, game four, man. Um, first inning, good. Looked like it was just going to be another, you know, one of those just a, just a real good game. Uh, Mantiply was um, starting, I guess, if you want to. It was kind of a bullpen game for the, for the D-backs. But Mantiply gives them an inning and a third. Um, and then yeah, second inning comes around and it all went wrong for the D backs. Um, young hits a nice double Heim grounds out, moves him over wild pitch to get on the board. And then you get more traffic on the paths and then you get a Simeon triple to put him up big triple to put him up three, nothing. And then it seemed like every time Simeon got on base, the guy behind him, Got him home. <laughs> Simeon triple, Seeger home run. Five nothing in the second inning. Just a a brutal, brutal inning for the D backs. And you you know, you gotta think if you're if you're Arizona, yeah, that was Manaply Castro, and you know, you're giving up all those runs. And you go, okay, get out there, stop the bleeding, you know, make it it'll be all right. It was not all right. <laughs> No. Third, third inning, the Rangers put another five on them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was not pretty, uh, for sure. But I do want to shout out Ryan Nelson, who got in there, got five and a third innings, pitched six strikeouts in the World Series for the Snakes. Yeah. I mean, what a you, what a relief show up. <laughs> you, you can't take that away from him. No, um, not at all. A huge, but, I mean, huge relief show up. It did end 11-7, but still never really did feel as close as the scoreline looks in the end. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, Diamondbacks scored in the 8th and the ninth, but yeah, I don't know. And, and really only got that way because sort of <laughs> it almost, you know, the Rangers got, I don't want to say cocky, but they got a little bit comfortable and they started throwing, you know, they were like, hey, okay, this is our chance to once Heaning's out, uh, Heaney and Dunning are out of this game, we can throw our bullpen guys that otherwise won't pitch the whole series because we want to give our other guys rest. Um, Cody Bradford actually did well, um, but Brock Burke, who has he had an okay season, he came in and 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 got beat up on, um, and then Chris Stratton came in as well, and he didn't do uh, all that well either. Um, but you know, you escape from it. Um, and and you get out of there with an 11-7 win. And uh, that's a big one that puts you to match point. Yeah, I mean, two more hits for Cattell Marte and uh, Gabby Moreno and Guriel. Um, but, I mean, it's kind of frustrating. Christian Walker, three hits in this game, and it just felt like, uh, I mean, I love Christian Walker, and it's just, you know, baseball is baseball. You're going to go hot, you're going to go cold. But pretty frustrating that, this was the game Christian Walker was able to get three hits in. I think if you're a snakes fan, yeah, three hits, but couldn't, couldn't drive anybody home. They just, you know, kept coming on. Sometimes yeah. were, you know, and then all of the opportunities and... throughout the series where he had runners on base, had an opportunity to get them home, just couldn't. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. That was a rough one. Um, and uh, yeah. And then you get boy came. Game six, man. Or game game yeah, game five, sorry, not six. Game five. Holy, if you're the D backs, 
this game was everything you could have wanted through six innings. Yeah. Uh, Zach Gallon versus Evaldi. And Gallon was as on it as he could possibly be. He was no hitting the Rangers through six. As good as it gets. As good as it gets. He he showed up big. I mean, he's been battling. He's been having some bulldog appearances, but he really showed up for the snakes in this one. Yeah. Um, Ivaldi kind of had a, you know, the the all the other side of this pitching duel. I mean, it was scoreless through those six innings, but to, sort of polar opposites as far as that can can go sometimes. Gallon, you know, pitching uh, a no hitter through six with just the one walk, and Ivaldi had all kinds of traffic. You know, it ended up after six innings with, you know, only four hits but five walks. Um, you know, the the D backs had guys on uh, pretty consistently against me. Just kept working out of jams, kept on. Kept on going, trucking through, and uh, you know you 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 get to the seventh inning, and Corey Seager leads it off, breaks up the no hitter with a single, and Evan Carter doubles, <laughs> and then you know Garver hits uh what was probably maybe the most uh feel bad <laughs> was it was it wait was it the Carter one that was uh that got under. Alec Thomas's glove. Oh, who? No, I, was, I think no, it was Heim? that was Heim in the ninth. You're yeah, right. but Garver hits. This was the other one to to Carter, but Carter hits. But didn't the, even get under his glove. Yeah, it just. He, he didn't pick his head up. He didn't really do any of the like typical things wrong, where it's like you're being lazy or you're not folk. He just like had his head down, looking right at it. Just like overran it, and his glove missed it. I mean, it, it, Alec it, Thomas, just a hardworking hustler, just made I don't know, made a mistake somehow there. I yeah, it almost looked like he like the glove didn't have any pressure on the ground, and so when the ball hit it, it just folded back the webbing a little and just went right under. Um, yeah, I mean, about as unlucky in the ninth. But yeah, I mean, up until. Up until that top of the ninth, it was a one nothing lead for the Rangers. That was it. Mm-hmm. Um, Ginkle had come in after after Gallon and and had and Ginkle did his job, gave him an inning in two thirds. Uh, Ginkle finishes this postseason, by the way, without giving up a run. <laughs> a big gink. I mean, insane. Um, Pay him. On the other side, Araldis Chapman came in, got a couple outs, and and then they went to Josh Sabors, who. Looked a little shaky to start, but boy, did Smores start dealing. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it was man. in the start of the second inning he came out for. He started with like three straight balls, and I <laughs> sent in the group text. I was like, oh my gosh, uh, Spores looks like an absolute mess out there, which means, you know, he's going to have a lockdown inning right here. Yep. And then <laughs> right I, after I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to throw this in. Yeah. The, the, the batter you're talking about was, yeah, to start off the eighth inning against fam and the first three balls, they're not just balls. They're like wild misses. Yeah. And then he perfect. punched out and then he punches him out on the next three pitches. <laughs> so, and yeah. then, and then, yeah, from then on, it was, it was all spores um, more or less. But yeah, that top of the ninth. Well, yeah, man. I mean, talk about putting it on for your team in the World Series. I mean, two Dude, and a third innings pitch, going up and down three times as a reliever who's normally like a one inning guy, uh, four strikeouts. Ooh. I mean, 
I thought it was he was done after. Um, well, he he really in in most circumstances would have been. Yeah. Right. A one run lead, and normally that you're going to go to Leclerc, you're going to go to your closer at the end of that. But we get to the top of the ninth, and Paul Seawald's in, and oh, Seawald had had an incredible postseason. But remember, Seawald gave it up in game one. And, well, Josh Young ambushes the first pitch he sees. Single. Daniel Lowe hits another single. Heim hits one, and that's the one that got under Alec Thomas's glove. Gets two guys home. It's marked as a single, but Alec Thomas ends up on third. And now you've got Seawold already given up two runs. He gets a strikeout. He gets Jankowski to, to, to ground out kind of weakly. And then Simeon hits a dagger. Just an absolute bomb to left field. Um, to make it 5 nothing. Seawald gives up four runs in the top of the ninth. Um, and then, yeah, Sabors comes out and just hammers home a big win. Gets Cattell Marte looking at a... I mean, he threw a couple gorgeous backdoor curves. Yeah, hit the... Um... The the one to end the, the one to Pavin Smith was the nastier yeah, one. Yeah, the one ridiculous. to Pavin Smith was painted. Yeah, the one that ended the bottom of the eighth was. Yeah. I was like, wow, Spores just threw the pitch of his life to finish his outing, and then he came back out, <laughs> and then he came back out, and then just finished the game. This this uh, you know more or less the same way, a little more of a hanger of a curveball, but the the kind of hanger that you think never has a chance to come back down into the zone. That yeah. just drops right onto the top. And I mean, Catal Marte knew. Um, and yeah, and just like that, Rangers, World Series champions. First time in their franchise's history. And then a lot of, you know, talk about Hall of Famers Bruce Bochy, Max Scherzer, Jacob deGrom, all getting rings, and then some. Some guys that are maybe more on the fringe too, and Araldis Chapman and Corey Seager. Uh, Corey Seager knocks his second MVP for yeah. postseason, uh, well, World Series MVP. Um, Does it in each league? Did it with the Dodgers yeah. in 2020, and now the Rangers in 2023 did it in the same ballpark. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's funny. Incredible stuff. Yeah, I mean the boy the. Yeah, I mean, the series that Seager had was freaking incredible. Um, the only way he was going to win MVP, I think, was if if uh, Adolis Garcia goes down with injury. <laughs> um, I think yeah. otherwise it probably would have been Garcia. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, Seager finishes over a one dot over the course of the whole postseason. So, I mean, pretty dang deserving. Um, I mean, and just talk about the journey of, like, having the division in your grasps yeah. at the last few days of the season, giving it up, having to travel from, you know, Texas to Seattle, then to Baltimore, and then just winning on the road, uh, handling the best record in the uh, AL, like pretty easily. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it was just, it was just incredible from the Rangers just so much fight uh great group i mean congrats to bochi of course maybe i mean this might seal it 
as like best manager ever. Uh, Ooh, I mean, yeah, it might just that's dude's synonymous with just making World Series runs. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's 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 crazy, but yeah, yeah. Talk about just an unreal season, unreal way to end the season for the Rangers. Um, train does not stop till it reaches the top, man. Love to see it. Um, yeah, and and, uh, and and also just you know to to highlight it, all of a year for the D backs, man. Yeah, shout out. I mean, come state. on. Um, you know, coming from from a team that I mean, nobody nobody had the D backs making it close to this. No, nowhere close. Um, no one had them at a postseason berth, let alone a. 500 record let alone a world series appearance um what a what a team um and uh and a team that's young and only gonna get better is the crazier thing i mean you think about some of these guys you know christian walker had a heck of a year and and he's kind of the biggest veteran on the team you know corbin carroll has got you know, such an insane career ahead of him. Cattell Marte has been doing it for a long time. He still looks phenomenal. He'll still be doing it. Um, you get guys like Lourdes Gurriel and, and Gabby Moreno, and you you keep them around. Um, boy, you found yourself a, a heck of a reliever suddenly in Kevin Ginkle, who had a real coming-out party this year. He was a stellar reliever all season. Probably one of the more under, sort of underrated, underappreciated uh seasons from a pitcher i mean i looked back a few times as like man he's he had an incredible postseason he had a really good season overall i mean it's kind of crazy to think that you've you've got a guy who had 60 appearances and slated a 2480 ra that's really good <laughs> like yeah. that's really solid from a dude that before this series i guarantee you 80 percent of baseball fans wouldn't know kevin ginkle Big, the hell's that guy? <laughs> yeah. So, you yeah, know, yeah, and yeah. just I I've harped on it a lot over these last few weeks, but just a smaller market that, in my mind, does things really the right way. Um, you know, they'll they obviously try and work their their farm system a lot, but not afraid to make a trade here and there. Not afraid to try and sign someone when they have the opportunity, uh, and then obviously not afraid to cut ties with Bumgarner when it wasn't working out and just say, Hey, we yep. need to give this guy fought a chance. Um, and then also wanted to shout out to Tori Lavello, Awesome manager. Oh. Um, I'm happy with what, how things have worked out with Cora, especially with the world series, but I was really bummed when, uh, Lavello left the Red Sox organization. I was just like, man, that guy's just going to be such a great manager. And he has been, and shout out to Mike Hazen, who uh, a couple of years ago, the GM of the Diamondbacks, when the Diamondbacks lost 110 games, there was a lot of pressure uh, to maybe make some sort of move, including firing Tori Lovello. And Hazen kind of publicly said, just the team that I gave him was not good enough. Tori Lovello is absolutely our guy, and we're going to stick by him. Uh, and we're just going to do everything we can to make that team better. And that's what they've done, and they've gotten better. Uh, and it was just a really fun year. Um, need some pitching depth going in next year, but Moreno with a huge step forward uh, the second half of that season. Huge. Fought with a big step forward. Merrill Kelly and Zach Gallon are going to be there. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, 
I mean, a World Series run is is hard to come by again, but in terms of being productive in that regular season and being there for that wild card and maybe even that division, that's a tough division. Uh, I think yeah. the Diamondbacks will regularly be there uh, for the next several years. And yeah, just really, yeah. really a fun run to watch. I mean, crazy to think too. I mean, you, you talk about that sort of 2021 season where they lost 110. Texas lost 102. <laughs> Yeah, like it both, you know, they were both certifiably garbage teams. And, uh, you know, you talk about two year turnarounds done in about the most opposite ways possible. Uh, yeah. But clearly both very effective. And uh, yeah, would would love to keep seeing it because, uh, yeah. boy, what fun teams, seriously fun teams. Um, you know, they don't. Neither of these teams feel bad to root for, right? Um, they're they're just good. I like it. Yeah. Um, and I and, feel and, like yeah. no matter what, I don't know, it's, I think people always love to complain too because it's like if it would have been the Astros and someone else would have been like, oh, it's always the same teams. But then when we get two different teams that are like very refreshing. Oh, they don't belong about, here. Yeah, they don't belong here. It's boring. I was like, oh, okay. okay what? So you want it to be the Yankees and Dodgers every year for the rest of time? Shut up. <laughs> it's yeah. like you people are boring. Um, you know, it, it was the same, you know, it's the same crap with like, uh, you know, the, the Braves in recent history, right? Like the Braves for, for a long time, they weren't there. And then the Braves sort of, make their big moves you know, towards obviously getting, you know, Acuna, but you, you go tail end of 2016, 2017, where they weren't great teams, but now the Braves have this run of dominance and over, but we're okay with them having it, <laughs> but nobody yeah. else. That's yeah. Like, I don't know. It's weird. But yeah, I, I do hope the Diamondbacks really get aggressive with this young, talented group and kind of see what the Suns did, you know, a few years ago in their, same city obviously and continue to make phoenix a, a really awesome sports town um yeah would love it yeah but yeah so yeah congrats to the rangers of course and a big shout out to the diamondbacks for bringing us some awesome uh postseason runs and uh man it's crazy to think the season is over season's over and uh Man, what a season it was. <laughs> I mean, 4070 from Acuna. Otani, another MVP. Not official yet. Not official, but I mean, who Everything else would you give it to? Um Yeah, what a year. I mean, a year of of some highly anticipated teams being extremely disappointing. Um you know, a year of a year of the young upstart teams getting it done. Baltimore cannot Cannot forget that Baltimore put up 101 wins. The birdbath, baby. Dude, the birdbath. Um, you know, just a compl- a wild year. A a year where chaos runs ran supreme for sure. Um, Hitchcock yeah. a success. Oh God, resounding success. I can't believe people were against it. Yeah. Still, like yeah. nuts. Um, I, whatever. Um. Yeah, pitch clock success, bigger bases success. Uh, Depending on who you talk to, I who you talk to. Oh my gosh, yeah. Some people still get so mad about it, and then I'm like, when have you noticed it? When have you ever noticed? When have seriously you ever noticed? I I could yeah, yeah. 
it's oh my god it's like oh i'm certain anyway yeah i mean rule changes huge big successes awesome season um yeah and and now it's full on uh full on off season and uh boy all of the fun that comes with that yeah i mean well there have been some things that have happened so far, but I think we could probably actually. Well, first, it, first you... before we get there, though, I do. I just I don't know why I just remembered. Gotta say, gotta crown up our predictions winner. Okay, well, I was gonna say maybe we could get into some of the off season stuff uh, in our next episode. With oh, Brian absolutely. Well. Yeah, but I mean, it is we're crowning the World Series champion, so we might as well crown the predictions champion as well. Yeah. Well, it was a rough one. Uh, last year, uh, last year predictions champion was was you, Noah. Yes. Uh, yes. A good a good fifty six out of a hundred. Yep. Um, Brian had fifty four. I had forty two. It was a oh. it was a rough year for me. Jackie sub- Robinson tribute. Yeah, Appreciate big, it. yeah, for sure. That's exactly how I how we drew it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year, a little rougher <laughs> for uh, for everybody. Uh. Yeah, Brian will Brian will finish this one 32 points. <laughs> oh no. Um he had a rough he had a rough uh, postseason and uh, uh even worse regular season. Well, we all had <laughs> we all had bad regular seasons. Yeah. Um you'll get second place though right there with okay. him with 34. <laughs> <laughs> you had the worst postseason. I did. You guys had your chances. Could have picked the Rangers. Yeah. I um I ran away with it this year <laughs> with 46. <laughs> wow. Nice. So uh, a cool, a cool 12 points better than second place and still sub 500. <laughs> <laughs> not that, not that getting a Mac, like getting it perfect would is impossible. Like there's no way that with the way that I have points that you cannot get a perfect one. It'd be nuts. Yeah. Yeah, but be really um, I'm this year. I, I get to be this year's prediction champion. So. I rode I rode the Rangers train. Been riding it since day one. <laughs> since day one. Never got off. You guys both had the Rangers in fourth place. You guys had the Angels over the Rangers. <laughs> What's wrong with you two? You can't. I mean, it was Otani's last year. You... We had to be hopeful. Absurd. Absurd. I mean, that's a little bit of foreshadowing, though, because I have a feeling over the... Coming episodes, you're going to hear that name Otani a lot. Uh, yeah. Indeed. Yeah, that's, boy, the Otani sweepstakes, man. I mean, we've, we've already hypotheticaled it to death a, a few times, but, you know, now it, now it becomes very real. <laughs> we okay, really well, get teams going for it. Here, yes or no. Yes or no. Oh, okay. Shohei Otani signs his free agent contract in the year 2023. No. I feel like it might be yes. Just knowing what I know about him, how he really likes that security, uh, and knowing where he's at. Um, obviously, recent trends would would point more towards the no, of course. Uh, right. But see, I'm hoping yes. See, that's interesting because I think about kind of what you just said, knowing him, knowing that you know how much he he he's going to value the security of the team. I think early on in free agency, he's too volatile. It's way too volatile. You're like, like you're gonna have teams be 
you know, losing people, whether it's people opting out or, you know, there, there's going to be so much movement happening um, that uh, that I think he waits a little bit longer. Yeah, I mean, I guess I could see that as well. But yeah, it'll just it'll, it's going to be so interesting to see the contract now, of course, with the injury and all that stuff. But, yeah, uh, true. Yeah. Officially a... Uh, it's absurd to think, oh, Otani's like only half of a player this upcoming season because he's not going to be able to pit. He's still like a top five batter. Yeah. Just, he's just, oh, that's all. That's all. He's just still one of the best hitters on the planet. Yeah. It, it'll be interesting. It'll be fascinating to see what that ending number ends up being because it's, it's going to be huge. Huge. It's going to be mad. It's going to be an astronomical contract. Oh, yeah. Well, it's just to you see. Got anything else for this episode? No, I don't. Uh, I don't think so. Just a heck of a World Series, heck of a way to wrap up the season. Yes, uh, oh, we yeah. were we were taken higher, and we were taken. Yeah, and I do hope that uh, the place that we're at, all of the blind people can now see. Yes, that the Rangers are that team. And oh, yeah. you take. I love it. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, thank you to everyone listening. Our third season. Kind of ridiculous to say out loud that we have completed three seasons now. We're going into our fourth. I like cannot I like cannot comprehend that right now. Yeah, but uh so yeah, thank you for supporting us and following along as we continue our wonderful friendship and just talk about ball, just be some sickos together talking ball i was i was thinking about that i was just driving and like sometimes i forget how much as sickos we are with baseball uh <laughs> like compared to like a casual fan oh absolutely and, uh, i was like yeah there's like plenty of people that call themselves baseball fans and they are fans they're oh, legit oh, yeah, 100%. fans have no idea who yulish chassin is and like, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, like, and yeah, it's like, yeah, I know Yulis Chassin. We all know Yulis Chassin. We'll mean, talk some Chassin out there. What do you mean you guys don't know who Kevin Ginkle is? Yeah. <laughs> Absurd. Yeah. So. No, I, I, it is funny. No, like talking about like, yeah, how much of just like freak it is. Um, have you, you've got to try this because I've now done it a few times. Uh, sitting down and doing an immaculate grid with somebody who's a just casual baseball fan. Yeah. <laughs> and pulling names out that just don't make any sense to most people. Yeah, for sure. Uh, speaking of uh, immaculate grid, uh, yeah. as we wrap up this episode, maybe a little post podcast activity. For, sorry for the listeners. I don't know if you've played the new trivia game Swingle, it's kind of more Swingle. Sudoku style. I don't uh, even think I've heard of this. Yeah, if uh, you're a listener out there that loves baseball trivia, Immaculate Grid, uh, I highly recommend checking out Swingle. Maybe check out the John Boy video of them doing it first, because I know when I first tried to load it up, it took me like two or three games to actually understand what was happening. Uh, uh -huh. So maybe watching a video helps as well. Uh, but very fun Sudoku style. Um, I don't like Sudoku, but I like Swingle check it out everybody um and yeah I'm, mm. if you have any final thoughts go for it i uh no i'll have to i'll have to check out i'll have to check out swingle i still do immaculate grid every day they added a bunch of new stats on it that make it so hard 
okay actually, there's a couple that are really mean <laughs> yeah i thought it might have just been me because i fell out for a little bit and i've gone back a few times recently and i've been like my brain isn't working as well as it used dude, to no there's some that are like dude first round draft pick in in baseball is so tough yeah that's brutal yeah, that is like tough. that's an unfair one <laughs> um there's they've also just added a lot of like kind of more like like broader ones like like we've seen 20 win season a few times now they've got 10 win um that'll show up every oh, now and wow. again that's so fun and so like oh there's there's just some really interesting like how niche can you go can you really yeah. can you find somebody who's only got who's had like a single like 11 win season <laughs> you know and like and have that work um yeah it's it's been really good they've they've pulled out some some very tough stat ones uh i think yesterday's yesterday's grid had uh played for only one team and had and what was another one uh sub three era season stuff like that um they've a lot of good new categories it's immaculate grid is 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 fun still and uh but yeah also just funny to play with someone who is not a in-depth baseball fan uh, yeah for sure somebody who's yeah doesn't doesn't quite know ever <laughs> which is fine You're nothing fine. wrong with that perfectly fine well with that we'll once again say thank you for joining us for our third season also quick shout out i saw some old friends this weekend shout out our guy nate who's who said i've uh he tunes in every once in a while has no idea what's happening but just Heck wants yeah. to give us a listen Love uh, that. so yeah <laughs> shout out nate <laughs> uh thank you so much for everyone uh, all your support we'll be back for season four and we'll be back in a week or two to break down some off-season stuff but yeah appreciate y'all see you next time later goodbye